Hi everyone, my name is Peter Bartell and I'm an employer relations partner here at on the career team at Southern New Hampshire University. Thanks for listening to our liberal arts series podcast. Today we have our featured guest, Renee Smith, a senior recruiter with Cox Enterprises here to join us. Uh, Renee, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. I'll let uh, Renee uh, in a minute here give a little background on, on herself, the company, um, and today we'll be discussing the writing profession in general and different career paths um, one can explore with that type of degree. Renee, again, thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have Cox Enterprises here with us on the podcast here today. Um, feel free to introduce yourself, your background, as I said, and, and anything you else anything else you'd like to share with your company and then we'll dive in okay great uh thank you so much for inviting me today peter my name is renee smith and i'm a senior recruiter for cox enterprises and i just want to tell you about how great cox is cox is a fantastic company we have oh cox has been around about 120 years it's privately owned by the cox family and we have Cox Enterprises. We also have Mannheim, Auto Trader, Next Gear under Cox Automotive. And then for Cox Communications, we have Cox Media and Cox Business. So we have some wonderful opportunities. Currently, we have over 2,000 job openings. And we also have some um, internships and co-ops as well. Awesome. Great, great. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's definitely exciting that the business is just so many branches and everything, so many avenues you can explore. So um, first question I'll, I'll dive into, Renee, is what are some of the skills that are noteworthy um, to have entering the writing field? Or I'll say, let me reword that, like positions that could relate to the writing field. What are, what are some of the skills you look for? Oh, okay. Um, I'd say some of the key things that we look for is excellent written and verbal communication skills. Um, time management skills, someone is highly organized, someone's collaborative, a team player, someone's proficient in Microsoft Office, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Teams, and someone that um, is a quick learner, someone that can learn different softwares, and someone that can um, collaborate with the team. Those are some of the key things that are really important. Good. Yeah, I know teamwork collaboration is is top notch, so um, that's good to hear. Do you all provide any sort of training or have like mentors with your organization um, if somebody's kind of getting up to speed? Yes, absolutely. Uh, most of the jobs that we hire for will have some type of training. Like an example, if you're hired for one of the inside sales tra- positions, you go through eight weeks of training and it's fantastic training and the t- top person will be selected as a valedictorian of the training. Um, then we also uh, would be uh, the manager would select someone to be a mentor for the for the new employee, someone that they can go to. We have a different we have a Learn at Cox, which has over 2000 training programs. So you can, can train every day, really, if you want to. So we got a lot of great training tools at Cox. That's great. Tool, tools is a powerful word. I like when organizations have it for sure. Um, so uh, with just in general, uh, creative writing students or writing students, right, at uh, SNHU, for you all, when you get um, folks with um, writing degrees or related degrees, um, what types of roles do you see them successful in um, and or what types of roles do you see them have interest in? Okay, great question. Um, internal communications marketing positions, also some digital uh, marketing positions. I think um, even sales positions, because sometimes with sales jobs, you have to write proposals. 
So I really think with a creative writing degree, I think you can apply for any job within POPs, whether it be a coordinator, whether it be a specialist. I think sky's the limit of what the person could do with great writing skills. Proposals is very interesting. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's not um, that's definitely a, a strong um, to be a, a, a an equipped writer is, I would think, a strong attribute to bring to a sales role that involves proposal writing. So I'm glad you brought that up um, from a marketing perspective. What um, what traits or skills specifically do you see beneficial in the marketing space? Okay, great question. Um, with our marketing team, a variety of things. Like an example, we just hired someone that's a job writer. So you're probably like, what is a job writer? That person goes through our job descriptions and modifies and enhances them and makes them even better. So someone with great writing skills will be an ideal candidate for that. Internal communications. Um, we have an internal website where uh, marketing people write articles about our employees, write about benefits, write about programs that we have available. So write, great writing skills come in handy for that job. That's incredible. How many avenues nowadays, right, that you don't think about 20 years ago it was like newspaper, Internet, rarely, probably it, it definitely didn't exist at the capacity that it is now. Um, so you got, like you said, your job writing and all that is is on the internet, obviously with your ATS and your applicant tracking system and all that. Um, and I think it's fascinating because, like, so with the job writer role, right? There are they um, kind of responsible as well for identifying keywords that they may see or know that kind of hit, or is that relayed from a recruiter or somebody maybe on the data team or something like that? great question. I think one of the key things they're trying to do is make sure that the job is communicated clearly, that it attracts interest, that um, candidates are interested. And when the candidates get through reading the job posting, they understand what's required. What are yeah. the required skills? What are the preferred skills? And what a typical day might be like for that job. Yeah. Um, so if a student has no experience, um, where should they start in order to get into the field? Great question. I love that question. Um, I would suggest if a, a candidate has no experience, I suggest first thing, if they're still in college and haven't graduated, I would suggest that they look at our internships and co-ops, okay? And I was looking there today, we have over 25, and some of the different uh, jobs are communications coordinator, public affairs, sales intern, software engineering, HR business partnership, editorial, product management, product analytics, UX designer, digital commerce growth and optimization analyst. So accounting, business analyst, IT operations, marketing coordinator. So sky's the limit. So they can still use their writing skills and they could get some experience working at Cox and develop some great relationships. That's that's awesome. Uh, internships, another power word, right? It's a, it's a great way to get experience, get your foot in the door, and then grow or get within and, and all that. So um, I'm assuming you all try to hire as much as you can off of internships, right? Hopefully, yeah, absolutely. As much as yeah. possible. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so let's see. So, okay, that, that brings up a really good point too, right? Like, and I, I want to talk about this a little. If I think uh, students a lot of times are, are just new if you're new to job seeking or new to any position, maybe you are more senior level even, this happens, where you look at a job description and you think, well, 
I'm not 100% qualified because I can't do X and Y, but I can do A, B, C, D, and F, right? Mm -hmm. Doing A, B, C, D, and F, even if you can't do X and Y, would still make somebody a, a good candidate for the role potentially, right? I agree. Absolutely. Um, those are some of the best candidates. Some of our best candidates don't have all the skills, but they have some of the skills. So in a case like that, I would recommend they apply. I recommend they have a great, a well-written, uh, well-formatted um, resume. Um, so I think that's real important. A resume that maybe um, maybe you could fine-tune the resume based on the job description. Yeah. or maybe, And if you want to, have a really great cover letter as well. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, we're in agreement there, so I'm glad you validated that. I, I almost feel like, Renee, if somebody has all the boxes checked, in a way, they're sometimes overqualified. You know, you want that person that can grow within that position. So That's true. That's very true. Absolutely. Um, great. So uh, social media, right? Um, you mentioned the digital marketing, and I know it's, it's slightly different, but um, social media roles too, right? That would be probably something that, that you see a lot of writing majors um, getting into. Absolutely, absolutely. Like um, we have um, in market in our marketing team, we have people that just specialize in social media, yeah. and what they'll do is some some of the jobs that they might select or do would be writing um, newsletters for candidates that goes out to candidates, so they'd have to have great writing skills. Um, talk about what what it's like working at Cox on the internet. We have different different things on our intranet site. Um, what it you know different programs that we offer. Uh, different uh, company initiatives. So writing skills is very, very important. Yeah, awesome. I think it's it's so, so good, so refreshing to see all the different avenues, like we said before, you can do with a writing degree now. Um, but being aware of those. So I appreciate your time and, you know, <laughs> talking us through those because I, I didn't even think about like a job writer, for example. You know, I'll be honest, I hadn't, like you said, I, I didn't even know what that was. I mean, I could kind of think and put it together, but having you just as an example explain that um, was awesome. Proposal writer, another one, uh, just stuff you don't really think about. Um, I know like on the different side, not to detract from the combo, but there's resume writers too, right? Um, for example, let's writing is a is a very strong, uh, skill there too. So there's definitely my point is I'm glad we're talking about like outside the box roles that aren't really outside the box, but I'll call them 2022 writing roles, right? That weren't Absolutely. maybe like 1995 writing roles. <laughs> so, Absolutely, that's great. great stuff. Um, so let's see. Um, is it important for? Um, you mentioned this a little earlier portfolios, things like that um, for writing students when they're applying for jobs. Do you all ask for that, require it? Does it depend on the position? How important It depends on the position. Like an example, if someone's applying for a graphic designer role, it would be really helpful to have a portfolio. Um, they're right, if they're designing, um, if they're uh, applying for a graphic design position or something that's very creative where they can showcase their skills, I would definitely recommend them having a portfolio for that type of job. Now, An example it, might be being a designer in a television station because right. I used to hire for that. And we yeah. look at their portfolio and the director, that's the first thing they ask for is their resume and their portfolio. It's almost like if they don't have it, they're not 
disqualified, but they're on the bottom bottom if they're not disqualified, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, awesome. And that um, just for students and alumni on the call or anybody listening, um, I mean, even uh, uh, ex uh, experience is experience. And correct me if I'm wrong, Renee, but even if they do something in school and things like that, if they can bring a sample of work that was maybe even a school project, it still counts. I mean, paid Absolutely. or unpaid. It's Absolutely. Um, I've gone to portfolio shows at different schools and you'd see the work that they've created and it's fantastic. So that's absolutely projects that they've worked on in school actually counts for experience in their portfolio. Absolutely. Great example. Perfect. Thank you. Good stuff. Um, I, that's all I had. I think you did a great job of elaborating on different roles. Um, some of the questions I had for um, writers and, and other majors alike related within our liberal arts umbrella. So uh, I appreciate your time for sure. Um, I wanted to give you the floor before we officially conclude if in case there was anything else you wanted to add that maybe you thought of what we were talking. Absolutely. What I'd like to do in closing is say Cox is a fantastic company. And what's great about Cox is let's say you're hired, your benefits start on the first day, your medical insurance, your dental insurance, the 401k starts after 90 days of employment, but Cox is a fantastic place to start your career, to begin your career, um, and it's a great opportunity to grow and develop. Cox does a lot of internal promotions within the company, so it's a wonderful place to work, and I'd recommend you come and check out our website at Cox, careersatcox.com. Thank you. Um, I think that's important, too. That's a great perk, like benefits starting day one. Um, is is amazing i think that's a lot of a lot of stuff people don't think about now does cox have a referral program as well for employees yes absolutely we have a fantastic employee referral program yeah. and if you're an employee uh, and you refer someone um you get a referral bonus absolutely after 90 days of employment yeah so thank you for talking on that i think that's important to bring up um for anybody listening looking for work in that Employee referrals nowadays are, it's its kind of different to think about than maybe in 1995. I'm just using that year, for example, right? If a company had it, there wasn't LinkedIn, there wasn't social media, there really wasn't referral bonuses for most companies tied to um, positions. It was basically, you know, I have a friend or something. And now I think, you know, um, talent acquisition teams, recruitment teams spend so many marketing dollars on these Indeed postings and everything. Um, just from a job speaker standpoint, you have to think about it as it's it's so much more beneficial just from a cost savings perspective for companies to pay that employee whatever they pay them that referral bonus than spending an exorbitant amount of money on an Indeed posting may, they may not otherwise have to do. Um, so what I'm what I'm trying to convey to students is um, use your network on LinkedIn. It can be a passive connection sometimes, you know, um, that that would still be willing to um, say, write my name down or type it down when you apply for the position um, because it has that world has changed so much. There's an incentive now, right? If, if, Absolutely. If I don't know Susan that well, but I've communicated on LinkedIn maybe sometimes that Susan may be more apt nowadays to say, yeah, you know, in, in her head, she's got, let's just say $50 going low on the line. Um, she may be more apt 
comfortable you have to be comfortable with the person to somewhat but to say yeah you know list me as a referral so don't don't discard that now think there's a there's a dollar amount attached to it it's it's a it's a win-win because the company gets you know saves a lot of money and they're getting and, and it's study show i know people stay at organizations longer if they know somebody there so that's proven as well but anyways thank thank you so much renee anything else before we hop out no, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for all you do for the students, and uh, looking forward to see some students apply to my jobs. All right. Thanks, Renee. Thank you.